Welcome to the IAB UK podcast. And welcome to the IAB UK Connected podcast. From the IAB, I'm James Chandler. And as Budweiser's iconic ad returns for these quarantine times, so are we with another episode from our Connected series, focusing on digital advertising life behind the lockdown. The podcast is just one part of a much bigger effort from the IAB to help our members right now. We have everything from free weekly webinars to bite-sized training modules, financial support for members summarised and the latest consumer insight fresh from our industry groups. Find it all at iabuk.com forward slash connected. In today's episode, I chat with Steph Douglas, who is founder of Don't Buy Her Flowers, another of the direct-to-consumer businesses we featured in our leading top 50 D2C brands last year. Don't Buy Her Flowers is all about thoughtful gifting, with packages for every occasion, uh, as you'd expect, the ability to create your own from scratch too. We cover everything from keeping up with demand since lockdown to how they're supporting key workers. When we spoke, Steph had literally just come off camera live with BBC News. So I started by asking her how it had gone. They wanted to know about um, how the coronavirus was affecting business. And they were talking to a couple of retailers. So they had me and then they had um, a, a two men who run a shop in Carmarthen, a gift shop. Mm. Um, and obviously they've had to close their shop and they did have a bit of an online business, but it was like really small. So they're right. having to ramp that up and yeah. So, but they wanted to know a bit about what we were doing in the warehouse um, and how we changed that. And also just the growth. So they, they mentioned one of our stats, which is that we're 300% up in March wow. on the previous month. Yeah. And this month we sustained that and another, 40-ish percent so it's even busier it's incredible and, and are you doing that just with existing customers or have you have you had no, lots of new customers as well lots of new customers so our, our, our kind of return versus new customer numbers haven't really changed so right. about 30% in return and 70% in new so obviously that pool is then growing at the yeah. moment which is amazing and if they all come back at 30% that's amazing hmm. um they're just fine I think our what we offer is thoughtful gifts and a care you know literally one of them is called a care package mm. and it's exactly what people are looking for so we we do i mean we've been going six years so our, our seo is fairly good and also i think it's we we have done some ppc but at the moment to be honest we've dialed it right down because we can't we don't want more orders well like, you know if we could handle it great yeah 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 with a limited team and um it's more that they you can only have so many people in the warehouse at once got it. to keep it calm and safe and that's kind of got to be a priority yeah. so otherwise you could just work through the night right and just pack everyone in and and go sure we'll do this but it just is yeah. a really weird weird time it's fascinating because a lot of you know big advertisers are looking at marketing spend as a way of cost saving because they kind of have to but it's really interesting that you've pulled back because like you know you've got limits to what you can do because yeah. of the environment yeah. you're in yeah and we're like if if it goes quieter which i expect it will at some yeah. point I, think, I don't think we'll go back to the levels we were pre-corona but i think um if it goes down then we can pump some money into our yeah. marketing so but, you know it, we're in we're in a bit of a win-win at the moment i think i suppose longer term and one of the reasons that we were talking about when we talked about do we stay open because my mm. initial reaction oh my god we've got to close well i just the the, the night that what it was the 23rd i think it was when forrest johnson did the first right yeah. and it was suddenly like oh my god this yeah. is really serious you know and and then you're watching the daily numbers of people who are dying and it, yeah. and 
So I, I kind of the next, didn't sleep, woke up, I was like, right, well, we're going to have to close. And then it was kind of, right, we've got to think rationally. And one of the factors is I've got a team of people, there's 10 of them, there's actually a few extra at the moment, and they've got mortgages to pay, yeah. they've got, you know, children to feed. And so if I can ride this essentially, then we're setting up the business, you know, we're securing the future of the business and all of their, as the, all of them as employees. And also I think someone and a friend who is much more experienced in, in business said, you don't know what's on the other side of this because there's going to be a massive economic impact yeah. and gifting is quite a luxury. So you could find that there's a real struggle at some point. So if you can make hay now, Yes, again. So it was kind of having to stop and be rational, which you're, mm. it's not, it's a really emotional, this whole thing, mm. everybody's anxious, emotional, we can't see your families and your mm. parents. And so it's trying to kind of take all that away and go, right, what's, what are we allowed to do and how do we do it safely? You wrote on, um, you wrote in your update on the site, uh, it's hard to know exactly what to do in this uncertain, ever changing time. And as a team, we've never talked more to check in with each other and ensure everyone is okay. We want to make sure we've got a business to come back to. So for now, we're able to operate safely, continue to send care packages on behalf of our customers and pay our, quite frankly, brilliant uh, team without government funds. It, yeah. Everyone will have got countless emails from businesses and various CEOs that you might have dealt with years and years ago. But that's probably the most human one I think I've read, which is, well, look, we're going to try and do what we can and we're going to be totally upfront with you. And it's... Uh, it's one of those sort of classic, uh, when you look at direct to consumer brands, you know, you are very close with your customers. It sounds like you're really close with the team. You're really open about um, what's going to happen. Have there been any challenges beyond the demand? I mean, you talked a bit about the warehouse, but there's, I guess, more strict things in place now in terms of how close people can get and all the rest of it. Yeah, that I think the, the demand, I mean, our suppliers, obviously, um, some of them are totally fine. Some mm. of them have closed or furloughed their whole team. So our usual people that we would speak to to get stock in aren't available. Yeah. And, they're, and they're, all, they're all obviously working from home. So that creates challenges and it takes longer to get anything at the same time as we're selling through so much stock that we're desperate for it. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's just a bizarre kind of setup. But I, we are seeing, because some close very quickly and then you're seeing them do be able to do something or they're opening for a couple of days yeah. and they're able to supply yeah. or they're contacting us and saying, look, we've got this amount of stock. Do you want to buy it up now? Because we'll be closed again next week. So our relationship with them is really important. We work with mostly small to medium-sized mm. businesses, all British. So everyone's in the same position. Yeah. And it will be some, for some of them, and I really feel for some of them because they are there, they're ready to, you know, they want the orders, but they can't get the lid of a pot that they need for a cream. Like, mm-hmm. you know, because because of the supply chain. Yeah. So they're desperate for that because that's going to help their business. And it, so it's, it's, there's so many challenges that keep coming, like it just keeps coming. You think you've kind of got your head around it and then you think of another sector that are a bit screwed or... Mm you know, someone out of a tiny little detail, like not being able to get a lid for a pot, yeah. well, that you can't sell your product. So yeah. yeah. And what about, um, what about, uh, what we've been hearing lots of is different trends in behaviours. So, you know, from just from a media point of view, we're seeing like this massive rise in, you know, gaming, you know, for things like content, like Netflix, people are consuming more than ever. Um, tr- trends and things on your platform, are, are there particular packages or gifts that people are buying that they weren't before? I mean, you talked about the care package, for example. Yeah. Are more people doing that now versus they were before? Because literally, I, I can't go and see someone. So yeah. it makes sense I, for me to send them something. 
the create a gift package is our most popular. I think that counts as like 70% of sales. And Does we it? introduced that about 18 months ago. And it's essentially, it's, it's a care package, but you mm. can put together exactly what you want in it. So there's about 100 or so products in categories. So it's quite simple. So it might be beauty, food, um, something to read, and people go into those categories, select something and add it in, and that all gets packaged up with your nice. handwritten tag. Um, and so, so a lot we set, I mean, we're flying through certain products like gin tonic, it's really got booze, <laughs> nice snack, like our chocolate buttons are amazing, Montezuma's chocolate buttons, so they are really popular, things like flapjacks, but also like books and activity books mm. and calm stuff. So we have um, a calm balm and like a space mask, which is an eye, a heated, you know, it heats up eye mask. And those things have been really popular because mm. there's so much anxiety. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So people are kind of putting together packages that are all about encouraging someone, which is exactly what the businesses were set up to do about saying that like, have a bit of time for yourself. But it's just that people can't see people. So we've seen this month, actually, birthday is accounting for about 40% of sales. Mm. And that's really high. Usually it's, I think, around 20%. People have, it's, it's the empathy that people are showing for people who are either having a tough time. We've seen loads go for, um, like, frontline workers. And we've done a giveaway for that as well. But people saying, you are doing an amazing job. I'm so proud of you. And yeah. that's and loads of like I can't believe you just qualified and this is your first few months you know like so you, you're seeing these real human stories constantly which is kind of keeping everybody going to be honest and tell, tell us about the frontline workers things yeah we worked with seven of, our, seven of our suppliers who like donated a hundred of their products and then we've obviously packaged it up oh, and nice. sent it out um, and so that was like a nice sort of team effort. And we, we got, I think we had four or 500 nominations. And we only put it on that one Instagram post. Wow. We didn't make a message of it because that's the other balance is not looking like you're kind of going, oh, I've got an ad idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, yeah. we've, we've taken ads off. Like we haven't done any ads on like Facebook and stuff at the moment because I just think you've got to be so careful that you're mm. not going, you know, our product's perfect for now, but it just smacked, doesn't it? I mean, you know, like you see an ad for something that just jars. Yeah. There's no mention of coronavirus, the fact that everyone's in lockdown and they're selling some really random yeah. product. You don't want to appear opportunistic or tone deaf yeah. or there's all that stuff. And I guess if you've got the demand, then... We had the nomination emails came through and then you had a few days where the 100 went out. They're all chosen at random because you couldn't possibly select. Yeah, they were all and it was a real mixture of kind of someone that worked in Tesco's and someone who's a delivery driver. And then we had the emails coming from the people who'd received them and they didn't know who the nominated oh, was. Right. So some of them had been told by whoever nominated, but some of them just posting on social going, oh my God, this package just arrived. It, I can't believe it. And they were crying. And so my, my poor head of customer services who was getting all the emails I was like, I can't take it. <laughs> But it was really lovely because I know when I said we were doing it, I'm sure the team were a bit like, are you kidding? We are so busy. Like this is, we don't, you know, we don't need to be doing anything. But the, yeah. obviously that thoughtfulness is what we do. So mm. it completely fits. And, and they've all gone, oh my God, this has been the best thing we've done, basically. When, um, when we put together the Born Online study of all the various D2Cs and you look at the characteristics that, you know, they've all got in common, data and being, I mean, you, you can just hear from talking to you in terms of what's 20%, what's, you know, you're completely across it all. Uh, is there anything, I mean, and forecasting at the moment is so hard because the stuff that's gone before just 
I mean, we've never had anything like this. It's unprecedented. So how are you doing all that sort of forecasting stuff and using data? How long do you expect the demand to continue for? You said earlier it might slow down a little bit, but tell us a bit about how you're using all that data. Yeah, I mean, we've got no idea, to be honest. (laughs) We're looking at what, I mean, we would start to look because Father's Day is in June, right? I mean, we don't know at that point what situation the country's going to be in. But I imagine it will be bigger than last year. Yeah. And looking at last year's stats, we're like, this is almost irrelevant because the mm. change in the last couple of months is so you can't go like normally our year on year growth has been really steady. So you can kind of predict. Yeah. Um, and at the moment we can't. So all we can do, I think, is probably predict stock in terms of what we think we can manage. Uh, you know what level can we pack at and yeah. um and see if we and if we aren't getting that level then we can switch on some ppc and switch yeah. on some maps. but um essentially you know it, it's such a it's such a leap it's not like it's a bit up it's such a leap that it's yeah. it's fundamental at the moment the business is fundamentally changed and mm. I, do, I just don't know how long that's going to last but yeah we, we are looking at stats you do know which products sell well and you can predict like part of what we do is to really think and look at insights from our um, customers and our and our recipients and you're talking about men so you that already kind of whittles down certain products and you're talking po- probably there'll be more people sending to older men because they can't see them so people send them to their dads yeah. so then you start to think about certain snacks they might like and certain books they might like so it, it, that all shapes that so it's a yeah. real mixture of kind of thoughtful insight and stats and what um and what about the the, the future then? At, at some point, we're going to be post COVID, whether that recovery starts straight away or not, depending on what you read. But do you anticipate there'll be a little bit of churn in terms of people can go out and buy gifts, going to go and see people, or do you think? And we've heard from other people that actually we're learning all these new behaviours now that we've never done before, and and like online banking. My mum and dad would never do it. They're sort of forced to do it now. Why on earth would they go back to not doing it? So yeah. it's sort of a double-edged, uh, a double-sided coin, rather. Um, yeah. And any thoughts think, on on whether people churn out or whether you know it sort of continues? I think we'll definitely see some decline. I mean, because people can. There'll be people who do like to go to the shops, and mm. and also they want to go and support shops, which is completely right. You know, there'll be their local gift shop, for example, they want to get to, and they can get to the post office and mm. all that stuff. I think, um, but I think we're not going to go. Like I said, I don't think we're going to go back to the levels that we were at before. So for us, this is basically a massive boost in terms of learnings because we're learning a load very very quickly <laughs> we usually we would look like gradually grow and we would learn it um so there's that um but also we're if we keep that 30 percent retention and our numbers are 300 percent up that's a load more people i mean yeah. you know doing things like this doing the bbc news we're on lorraine they're all things which mean people have heard of don't buy her flowers so even if we spend on advertising whether that's ppc or facebook ads i'm pretty sure that those will be more successful because you're talking to people who yes. potentially already heard about you whereas before our audience was actually quite small yeah so it's an easier conversion right i mean yeah. that's that's what i'm thinking i don't know <laughs> you have to ask me, ask me again in a year but <laughs> the, lo- the logic is totally sound um yeah 
uh, on a on a practical level, I mean, um, you've obviously got the team in the warehouse. Did you do a lot of working from home anyway, or did you did you go do a commute and go to an office, or what's been the sort of the the personal change for you? I guess. Yeah, I do work quite a lot from home. We've got um, a shared space at the Battersea Art Centre, the Scratch Hub. It's oh, nice. great little mm. um, like co working space. It's really lovely because my the marketing and kind of social media and everyone is uh, more London based. Right. So we needed a place to go. So we were just traveling around cafes and it got to a point where like we can't. Do <laughs> um, but also I, I do really like going and working in a cafe, you know, yeah. and you get out the house early, leave the kids behind with your husband or whatever and get out. And I miss that. And at the moment there's three children here. So that's Well, how are you doing it? Because you must be doing... Well, obviously parenting, but some home homeschooling as well. Your yeah. husband's work. I mean, what, what? Any tips? I mean, I'm trying to do it with one. I mean, it's impossible to do it with three. Is yeah, yeah, is incredible. Uh, and business is bigger than ever. Yeah, no, and it is. This is what this is like a ridiculous perfect storm that's not perfect. Yeah. Yeah. We've got we do shifts. So my husband's still working full time. He's from home. So we had a pattern which is like two hours on, two hours off, basically right. through the day. And we've shifted it about a bit depending on if you've got a call or whatever. Yeah. Um, and that kind of works because you're not waiting too long before you know you're going to be getting back to it. But the, the two hours off is basically looking after three kids. So it's not. <laughs> no. <laughs> And now we've got a two-year-old, a seven-year-old, and a nine-year-old. So the seven oh, and wow. nine-year-old is doing some sort of schooling. Yes. I wouldn't. It's not homeschooling. It's basically some maths and some spellings. Yeah. The project work, which could be anything from looking at the pond and work. You know, I mean, it's a bit loose. But, um, <laughs> a two-year-old who just wants to hit stuff with sticks. Yes. So it is. And we are going to look back on this and just be like, well, that was mental. Yes, I know that we all are. And, and everyone's in the same boat. Like I keep thinking, you keep thinking of different groups of people. I've got a friend who's single and he's in a flat on his own. I've got, you know, single parents. And so to even to go to the supermarket yeah. is a massive yeah. deal because you can't take their kids or they mm. don't want to take their kids. So you kind of start to go like, although this is really mental, you know, I've got a house, I've got a garden, we're totally. okay it does put things in perspective absolutely yeah. um steph we always finish by asking um a couple of questions one is to describe the view from where you're sitting right now okay so i can see into my garden so we moved house in um june last year and i'm we're so so glad like there's certain things of this whole thing where we've been really lucky mm. and one is around our business and how lucky that you know that i can keep going also we've got this garden um which means that we can bundle the kids outside <laughs> imagine if it was raining imagine if it was winter like I know. that hour you get outside is bliss yes. right now so um yeah and just piles of paper like my husband and i like i say we're sharing he's <laughs> laid stuff out so it's quite tense <laughs> very nice the second question is um what's the most random company to have sent you an email since the outbreak uh, I mean, we've heard from car, about car rental companies before, um, some people that have, you know, taken out some um, a virtual storage in 2000 and something and people are still emailing them. Have you had any strange yeah. ones? Or are you just ignoring them? Yeah, I'm mostly ignoring them. I just, I, <laughs> I have, there's no time. You know, I know. Like, talking about box sets they're watching. I'm like, oh my God. Like, <laughs> I think I have. 
I have seen lots of emails crop up. There's things like when you bought a tent once, <laughs> uh, and then they're asking you about tents. Oh. Yeah, they're thinking yeah, of no, you. I, We're all, all in it together. They're all thinking of me. Safe and well. Hope you're safe and well. Is that, isn't it? And some of it's really lovely and genuine, and people yeah. are doing it really well. Some of it is like, oh God, you, you don't, you don't do. need it. Um, thank yeah. you so, so much for giving us 20 minutes now. I mean, not everyone we have on the IBUK podcast has literally just come off being interviewed from the BBC. So thank you for hot-footing from that and doing I've stopped, it. I've stopped shaking. Really. <laughs> <laughs> it's so nerve-wracking. Because I can see you. Like We're obviously doing this over Zoom. They, there's no, it's just a blank screen. So you oh, you're, just look, you're just looking into... Yeah. We're trying to look engaging, but it's a blank bloody screen. So God no, I haven't watched it. I haven't watched it yet. I don't know if we'll, I will. We'll um we'll put the clip in the in the show notes so people can watch it as well. <laughs> um business sounds amazing, Steph, and um uh, good luck with everything that you're doing. And maybe we'll check in with you in like a month's time and, and maybe we'll be around you and see how you're going then. But thanks so much for giving us your time now. No worries, thank you. The IAB UK podcast. Steph Douglas from Don't Buy Her Flowers there. I mean, incredibly impressive on a number of levels. The fact that she's a mum of three, two of which she's homeschooling. Her husband's also trying to work out of home as well. Uh, Her business has never been busier. She's finding time to go and do things like BBC News. I mean, all incredibly impressive. But I think the way that she's leading her business as well, she talked about in the interview, it was almost inevitable. She felt that she would have to close after that uh, Boris Johnson announcement but she has stayed open um, the core staff has kind of remained the same and they're just working through it she's been really clear with them really clear with the customers in terms of what she's putting on the site uh, they've not taken any money from the government in terms of having to furlough anyone yet so I mean it's a it's in amongst lots of um, of course very realistic but fairly dire looking forecasts I mean, it's just really interesting to talk to businesses like this at this time. And you know, there's no surprise there were lots of similarities with uh, with Gusto and with Tom Wallace, who we talked to um, a couple of weeks ago. We're going to try and get some more of the D2C brands from our Born Online study uh, in the coming weeks as well. But that's it for today. And we'll be back later this week with another episode. We've got some brilliant guests in the diary. If you want to hear more episodes like this or look at everything else we're doing to support IB members right now, go to ibuk.com forward slash connected or follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Just search for at IBUK. Stay safe, stay home and thanks for listening. IAB UK, building a sustainable future for digital advertising.